Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. On the viewpoint. He's been here before, he's back. He just couldn't resist. Of course, I was never, certainly not on a Tuesday again, given the platform because he was just going to run away from us with the show. First things first, thank you ever so much to you, Ms. Matube Dube, General Secretary of Equal Education in conversation with Professor Mary Metcalf, who has just concluded what certainly has been a wonderful contribution on the hashtag Tuesday Takeover. And out with the old, in with the new, as it were, and somebody who's not so new in this case, who's both been a guest, but more importantly, who has driven the show himself on here on the Hashtag Tuesday Takeover. And he's back now to answer something of a very different kind. Mr. Lincoln Marley, CEO of Lisaga, Affordable Payment Solutions. And Klegaz, good evening. Welcome back. Good to see you. Colorful as ever. Thank you, sir. And thank you, Sangazo. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. How do you feel? I mean, Two yesterday was a been... big day in your family. Was it the day before? Yeah, the day before. Uh, my daughter's graduating, so it felt very good, very proud of Amara and what she's done. And uh, last month, the Ray Miley Invitational. Yes. Talk the, about that. Two seconds. Yeah, tournament that we've been doing since 2014 um, to promote uh, cricket development in the Eastern Cape. Um, wonderful, wonderful turnout done at uh, Mr. Moko's uh, uh, village and what he's built in the village. And we were honored by... The Minister of Sport. So again, it's Lisa, investing in right. yeah, it's investing in sport. So these are things I'm passionate about. So it, it, it keeps growing, and there's amazing talent in the villages in in the Eastern Cape of cricket. You came a few years too late. <laughs> you came a few. You years would have shown me a, a thing or two. Not with the willow, with the ball in hand, <laughs> big brother. If you want skill, look at these hands. My goodness, in swingers, out swingers, especially with the old ball. Yeah, out with the old, in with the new. Financial inclusion. Let's talk financial inclusion in the general sense before we go to the meat of this. I think financial inclusion for me is about every South African or anyone in the world to have access to the broadest range of financial services that they want, that they desire, and that they can afford. Mm. Uh, to be able to improve their lives, to make a difference in their lives like you and I have. And I think that what has happened for many years is that financial, uh, the financial system was only available to only a certain group of people. Mm. And over time, we needed to make sure that we broaden that. And so for me, it's always been a passion mm. to be involved in financial inclusion. Mm. And so the move from where I was to where I am now was driven by this notion of financial inclusion for the most underserved. Let's talk about Lesaka and its subsidiaries or divisions or programs speaking to financial inclusions and the diversified portfolio that includes platforms that make access to capital that much easier or access to participating in the digital economy, specifically monetary instruments. Talk to us about this bouquet of products within your range before we talk about specifically why we have invited you here to engage the challenges at the South African Postal Offices, how it seriously compromises the integrity of our democracy, if you're looking at the numbers at play of those who are social grant recipients, and how, again, 10 years later, a year away from a very important general election, this matter seems again to be reeling its ugly head, and then we engage the history of that, yeah? Yeah. 
Happy Go to do that. So if we start with uh, financial inclusion and Lisaka, we have a business called Kazang. And this business is doing exciting stuff in the townships mm. and in villages with uh, spaza shops or small businesses where we're able to have people transact uh, there, buy airtime, buy electricity and all of those things. And this is growing phenomenally. It's also used by suppliers into townships who want to get away from cash. So our merchants using our device are able to order what they want, pay on an app there with the QR code and the truck comes with the milk or the bread or whatever and comes there without no cash being uh, extended. It's also exciting how card payment is growing in that informal sector because more people are now using cards as we see everywhere. That's part of the business. Another part of our business is the Connect Group where we offer um, services including capital to small businesses who don't have to go to a traditional bank and be asked for three years financial statements because we've got safes in those uh, in those uh, shops we see all the transaction flows on the basis of that we know that the money we extend we are able to get so we are able to extend that capital again it's down on an app you can get your money you know in a short space of time a matter of hours and that's actually making a big difference uh, for us and then we come to the more consumer part of our business where we offer you know our account which is the epe easy pay everywhere we've got 1.3 million customers active customers it means that customers are transacting every month who are in that and these are social grant beneficiaries a lot of room for we growth. see them absolutely we see them as individual customers mm. 400,000 of them have a loan with us and that loan is up to the maximum of 2,000 rands, and they have to pay it over six months. And 300,000 of those people have a policy with us, a, a funeral policy which uh, can pay out from 5,000 to 30,000 rands. Now, again, sometimes when people talk about grant beneficiaries, they talk about them as objects, as things that are there, and not as individual human beings who have got needs and aspirations. So if I say to you, for an example, did you know that in two years in our insurance business, we would have paid 232 million rands in claims on funeral policies? Because again, it's easy to sell a policy, but if you're not paying the claim, there's a problem. 90% of our claims were able to pay within 24 hours, right? Nine zero. Okay, that's 90%. So again, you ask yourself... What is it that you are doing mm -hmm. that the traditional banks are unable to do or the traditional financial institutions are unable to do? Because it's not as if you have exclusive access to data, which otherwise they don't have. It's not as if the risks you are taking on, they otherwise wouldn't be unable to take on. And certainly with the benefit of their capital and their reserves and their history and their time in the market, so to speak, one would think anyway, mm. they are in a better position to cushion those open close quote risks that you are willing to take. Unless, of course, you are using completely a different model, which if you are, share with us. 
Well, that, to the extent that's not commercially yes, sensitive. Yes, yes. yes. So, so the, the only thing I'll say is that these products are designed for a specific market. It's not confusing all markets and then try and retrofit. We said to ourselves, who are the grand beneficiaries? So mm. we spend an inordinate amount of time trying to understand our customers as individuals. And therefore, we're able to come with products that may not exist for that. Because if I ask you, which financial institution today lends to grant recipients? Lasaka. Only us. <laughs> because everybody else doesn't have either the cost structure, systems, or processes to do that, or risk appetite. Mm -hmm. If I could say um, on these uh, policies uh, or funeral plans, you know, the average industry figure for collections of premiums in the industry is probably about 60%. If I told you ours is 98% collection, because again, we are talking to the market about what it needs, not others. You know what democracy is about? It's about people having choice. Mm, and absolutely. this is yeah. the thing that attracted me to come to this business to be able to give grant beneficiaries choice. If they want to be with us, they'll be with us. If they want to be with another financial institution, they must be with that. That's what democracy should be. Let's talk about the history. Yeah. Net One UEPS. Yes. Around about this time, 10 years ago, and what would unfold, frankly, the word to use is scandal and scandalous. Yes. That these persons, vulnerable as they are, mm -hmm. would be taken for a ride as they were. Mm -hmm. And it was the grossest engagement of what a triple P is yes. or a state contract. Call it whatever you want. But yes. it showed us the worst yes. of what can happen when there's enough fat yes. available between private sector and government. I'm talking about the quartet of cases of CPS, SASA, Department of Social Development in the latter-day Black Sash. Have we moved from those days, first of all? Yes, because the courts opined on this and said the contract that existed between CPS and SASA at the time was unconstitutional. And that court judgment meant that that contract was taken away from CPS. The fundamental thing about that, it took away this notion that there's one monopoly organization that controls the payment system of grants. That, for me, is a fundamental step. And what attracted me to come to the then net one, which became uh, Lesaka, was that we were not going to be trying to get a tender. We were not going to try and get an exclusive arrangement with Sasa. We wanted to be part of the competitors. And what this time is giving us an opportunity is to give all financial institutions, all retailers, all fintechs who want to play a role in the disbursements of grants to compete for that as long as they subscribe to whatever standards that SASA would put as the custodians. Because the court was very clear that SASA, you can, you can um, give a contract to anybody but your responsibility mm. as a government agency Absolutely. will always remain. So I think what Sasa has done is to create an environment where people can 
change their bank accounts to any organization. So ours is easy pay everywhere. If people want to be with us, they'll come to us. If people want to go to another organization, that's what they'll do. Sasa will not promote one organization or the other. It is up to the social grant beneficiary to make a choice. Now, that social grant beneficiary, with respect, perhaps might not be as conversant with, for instance, these elements of choice as you and I might be or our typical listener with respect all the time. And, and the court had, although invalidated that contract, the service provider did not change owing to the magnitude of what was at stake at the time. So in other words, the government really was held to ransom here. But Lincoln, you were not there. You are not going to own what you were not there yes. to own. Yes. And and your 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 credentials in mm-hmm. building financial inclusion, not just at Lesaka but elsewhere before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the blue guys. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and and these are the things. Unfortunately, you by virtue of where you are, mm-hmm. to an extent, you have to contemplate because Absolutely. there would be that disquiet in society mm-hmm. here now. The South African Postal Service, I mean Postal Office, who at the time said to the court, "Give it to us. We will do it." And here we are again. They can't do it. Or there's a reasonable apprehension that in very due time they will not be able to do it because they're now under provisional liquidation, aren't able to make their, um, their, their, their debts. I mean, these are acts of insolvency. You know, you're an LLB yes, graduate. Yes. Now, potentially, this is where Lesaga can come in and operate where there may be shortages mm-hmm. or an inability from SAPO to perform. Yes. Win so, the public's confidence on that. I want the public to be very clear that social grant recipients are not a homogeneous group. Correct. Probably 70% or more of social grant beneficiaries are child grant beneficiaries. They are young people. Mm. Right? So the notion children, that... Children, frankly. Children yeah, under so 18. The, yeah. So, yeah. So the notion that not all of them have an understanding. We must be able to put that to rest. They are not a homogeneous group. Some are of the 60 and above are also people who've worked are, are you know, sufficiently well-versed on technology and whatever. Then you have a group that is very vulnerable, to your point, that may not be of fair with the products or the technology. Okay. Let's continue from that point. Okay. In other words, the homogenous groups, yes. you're dispelling that yes. and you're giving the reasons why after yes. the break. Sorry yes. about the interruption. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on The Viewpoint. I'm in conversation with uh, the CEO of Lesaga Southern Africa, Mr. Lincoln Marley. He's no stranger to the platform. He's very charming. He's very colorful. <laughs> and he's yet to engage what he and I off, um, off air understand to be a very important conversation in the context of accountability, making sure that vulnerable persons are not just vulnerable persons, but in fact take out vulnerable altogether, are persons, are, are seen for what they can add to the economy and the obligations of the state in partnership with the state's partners, in this instance including private sector, to participate in building the country. Now, we are talking about social grants, and of course you would be aware that the challenges experienced by the South African Postal Services or Post Office means that potentially at a minimum, 
that may compromise the distribution of social grants. Now, 10 years ago, this is something that was front and center of the constitutional court caseload to the extent that it could easily have threatened, if not altogether derailed, the 2014 project as at the time. Through some judicial adventurism, the constitutional court through Fronham and Jay was able to avoid what can only be described as an absolute disaster waiting to happen. Now, Sapo may vacate the playing field altogether. Do we not get back to where we were 10 years ago, Budlinkin Mali? No. Given everything you have said about your facilities, your products, and your way of engaging this massive customer base, who are very nearly 20 million people. If we were to go back to that, Sognezo, we would have made the biggest mistake. We would not have learned from the net one uh, challenge or saga. We would not have learned from the current problems of the post office. Mm -hmm. Having one monopoly organization is not the answer. From what you said, are you not it? No. Potentially, for we, at least the distribution no, of social grants. We want to be one of the competitors. Okay. So I have engaged Sasa, I've engaged the other players, we participate with other banks, where we've said, can we create more players to play their part? My dream song is of why I came back into this space was to see social grants being distributed by retailers, fintechs, banks, and if the post office is still in the picture, the post office. Mm. Because what that does, it de-risks for society yes, yes. the failure of one entity or the other. Secondly, it also allows customers choice, choice and dignity. This thing of having one player is the problem. Let's allow a framework created by government through SASA. Through that, we're able to do that. So even the last few days, we, we have collectively averted some of the crisis that could be there by collaboration mm. between the banks. Easy Pay is backed by African Bank, which used to be Green Road. So we participate in the meeting of banks there, Sasa engaged us and said, there are these challenges. How will you come to the party? Mm. And all of us as banks said, we'll find a way to make sure that we're able to accept, accept cards beyond the expiry date. We'll find ways. And Sasa also went, came to the party and said, we'll do overtime for its staff. All of those things are done to make sure that we don't have a crisis. If I sat here and all I wanted was to be the dominant player, the only player, I would be making a big mistake because that's not the aim. The aim is to have competition. Customers must choose us on the basis of our price, service, distribution, all of those things for themselves. That's what I think this new uh, scenario presents as a big opportunity for customers. Look, this conversation on this point, I, Songhezo, am convinced Suspend this, you are now a banker. Suspend that conversation yes. if it is at all possible. I, yes. I just, now that you are here, I do want to pick your brain. Okay. Social security is a fundamental constitutional right. You are yes. one of the young men yes. who participated in this process that gave us the constitution. And in fact, you were at the front and center of policy implementation, albeit initially through education. Why? Because of the blazing <laughs> a trail in front of me. Yes. But Lincoln, 
social security is a right, does it have to be distributed through money? No. Let's talk about that. So Edify I, my or the potentials around how social security could be security yes. without it necessarily being money and the risks associated with money. Yes. So I think that there's been a wonderful transition where if you think about the old days when the journey for social grants was start, started by the late uh, Mr. Squeer and others, people would be paid large sums of money in an open felt. I remember those days right. very clearly. There's, there's no dignity in that. One of the positives of the collapse of the Net One deal is that it allowed people to be paid in other ways. Because the money, as I always say to many of my customers, my 1.3 million customers, the money is not at the venue or that place. The money is in your card already. It's your money. You can take it at any time. Mm. It will not be taken away from you. Mm. If, for an example, you've got a health emergency, that means you must go to your daughter and son in another town, and you've got a clinic uh, appointment or hospital appointment, which is on grant day, now you think you cannot collect your money. No, you, you can. can collect your money at a retailer. Pick and pay, shop ride, boxer, OBC. You can collect your money at any ATM in the country. You can do that. You can go to any retailer and swipe. You can get a cash back. Mm. These are things we want people to understand. Now, in the future, you could do other things because apps are there. So the majority of our customers are young people, as I said, child grand beneficiaries. Mm. Mm. They are suave. They want to know. And that's does, a captive audience. Absolutely, there. they if want you to can know. Impress them for eighteen years. These guys are like, like. These guys are like. Do you have an app? I'm like, yeah, of course I've got an app. Now they can see that their grant is in by just looking at their app. They don't need to go to a Sasa office or go to a branch of of mm. EasyPay to know they've got their, their 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 grant. Now we are now saying, why can't there be more innovation? in the way payment is done. Payment can be done in other ways. Because oh, money... questions at Lesaka. Absolutely. Yeah. Money, money is just one form factor. We can find other ways to make sure that we're able to give what somebody is entitled to get in terms of what they qualify for. Uh, and so technology is key. That's why as a fintech... I got excited that a fintech would want to be spending time on this. Get capital, get people invested in this. For me, is an amazing thing. Can I give you another example? Sure. Just imagine people take a taxi, sometimes go to town to go to a retailer. Imagine if people could get their grant at their local spaza shop. Because the same thing that a ShopRite does, a spaza shop can do. And if we start to have people come, they can tap and get the things they want, the rest of the money can stay in their card. And again, when we think about social grant beneficiaries, let's not think of only the most vulnerable who are away from technology. Let's think of all social grant beneficiaries and have solutions that are applicable to them. To you the more what? younger and suave people, that will make a big difference. It's nice to be schooled 
in, in, in the respectful manner by which I have been, here's why I'm saying that against mm. everything you have said. You know what? When I, Songhezona, this is even a limitation that I'm happy to concede on air. Having been part of those cases, mm. I'm at the Concord, I was clerking there at the yes. time, and even those images of what a social grant payment system looks like yeah. in an open felt just yes. after 1994, yes. and then it graduated into this card facility, <laughs> but on the first of every month, if you are in here, we will see the beginning of town to the <laughs> end of town, people are in line. And in fact, they start doing that at sunset the day before. So my socialization, wrongly, yes. for the most part, is this is just a vulnerable lot of people. Mm -hmm. They are unable to participate in the formal streams of the economy. They are not in the digital space. And all of these things, which really are, are just purely out of, let's say, ignorance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then this conversation happens. In other words, a social grant recipient yes. is no different to a song as a receiving his salary Absolutely. from his employer. Amen. It's now just a question of how. Amen. Where. Yes. When. Yes. He interacts with this, let me call it this facility. Yes. Hmm? And so for me, my dream is spread the distribution network of social grant to as wide a possible point so that you alleviate the cues. While somebody is at Boxer, somebody is Easy Pay Everywhere. Somebody is at OBC. Somebody is at Pick and Pay. Somebody is at ShopRite. You hear already ShopRite and others are starting to offer. Yeah. Time Bank is saying, we're here. That's what is making me excited because now there's competition. I want guys to compete with me so that we can do what needs to be done in the right way. Choice and dignity is very important. And I think once we start to do that, we'll start to do things. Some of the people, as you say, do not have to go to that queue. Some of the people who are young can get their money in other ways. And then we start to educate those who, f who still have this fear that if I don't go to that venue, I will not get my money. We have those conversations so that they see a, a social grant as being equivalent to yours and I's salary that gets in. And when we go somewhere, all we care is the data that mm. we've got the money. Mm. Mm. We don't carry all the money with us. Sure. And those are some of the things that we're going to be doing going forward. And we want to do that in partnership with um, social development in SASA, in partnership with other uh, banks, so that we all tackle a societal problem, Fantastic. as you correctly uh, uh, outlined it. It's nice to be schooled. It's nice to be schooled by a teacher who, <laughs> who does so with a bit of charm as well, because I haven't at all felt, oh, okay, here we go. Klegazi, thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you so much. Choice. Amazing. And dignity. dignity. I love it. Tatuma Duba said, it is in your hands. Amakosa Ati, Amasa Begwe Langin. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Lincoln Mali. All right. Cheers.